0: Welcome to the motherhood journey, I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out mamas. let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to the motherhood journey. I am so stoked you're here to join me chatting for another week. I'm so thankful to everyone who listens to this podcast and really just thankful to have a platform to share my love for Jesus and truly just open my mouth and allow the Holy Spirit to boost and encourage my heart in his truth and allow a place of accountability as everything I speak at on this platform is things that I'm wanting and things that I'm growing in or learning. And it's just wonderful to partner with you um, ladies out there and just align oops, align our heart in our desire for truth and to pursue that and run with that um, with all that we've got. So you are joining me here tonight as I sit in front of the fire with my raspberry leaf tea as I am starting to dive into that season of pregnancy. And my two rice crackers that have peanut butter and dark chocolate chunks on top, which is an absolute favorite combo of mine for a snack if you have not tried it before. Um, Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about rejoicing in all times um, and kind of like explain it in the journey of what I've had this last week or so with just a few crazy challenges popping up and then learning how to rejoice in the midst of being very challenged emotionally or physically with what is going on around you so as most of you would know listening to this podcast my family's recently lived from a more city beachy kind of life to move um out to a simpler quieter life out in the country Um, We did not know or thought we would be going all the way out to the country. We thought we'd always be living on the coast somewhere on land. Um, But this is where God's taken us. And being here, we absolutely love the peace and quiet of more like bush country life um, rather than just like beachy suburban life. So it's been a huge, huge blessing, but it has been a massive process and transition. And I think especially this last week, which I'm going to explain to you a few things that occurred. We've had a many challenges popping up before us, and I think it's really cool to chat about this stuff, but only in the light of how to press into God through it, because I think it's really easy to think maybe someone who runs a podcast or people post nice photos on Instagram of like, yeah, my kids feed the chickens every morning, and yeah, I live in this old farmhouse, and blah, blah. You can sit there and be so discontent with your own life, thinking that someone else has it better than you. Um... And although that's not true at all and each person has their own goodnesses in their lives if they choose to see it, um, especially if you're following the purpose and will of God over your life. Like if you're not doing that, then I don't know, maybe you don't have a great life. But if you're always listening to his voice or doing the best you can in your your capacity to be following him and having a pure heart towards him, you can have a smashing life. Anyway, um, I think it's really cool to break apart as women and mums Um, which is a huge point of this platform, sometimes going through the really rough, hard things and how to see and connect and choose God in the midst of those. So I thought it'd be cool since I've had such a wild week. I'm like, I can't talk about anything else. I was going to talk about homemaking, but I have just had so many things going on that I'm in the process mindset of who am I in the midst of trials and um, how do I overcome or choose Christ? And I have had many moments of victories this week where I'm just blown away at the grace work that God's done in my heart. And I've had moments here and there where I totally succumb into fear and I'm just like, what about all of these things? And a crazy thought will pop into my mind and I'll allow it to entertain me. And it's just... Um, crazy how much your emotions can lie to you it blows my mind um so it's definitely been back and forth but lots of the things that have popped up this week um some have been normal and mundane things and other things have been a bit more dramatic um but in basic terms, we already had wrestling just with country life. Um, I'd started wrestling a little bit with the fact that we don't have a beautiful, thriving local church that I can go to each Sunday that boosts and fills my spirit. That was something I was contemplating a lot with the Lord. And then I was talking to the Lord about those kind of harder days where you just wish you could pop over to a friend's house or meet up with family and kind of have that little boost that there isn't that because I'm just trying to make friends right now. And all of my friends right now, except for one lady in the whole town, is non-christians because there's only one family we know of who go to the, the local church of this town um, so I'm just processing those thoughts of just kind of like I wouldn't even say loneliness because I meet with so many different groups and the women are just incredible like country women are just so authentic and down-to-earth there's no clickiness there's no I'm too cool for you there's no like I'm 10 or 15 years older or younger than you it's just hey what's happening on the property right now we're all just bonding and chatting all the time so it's really cool in that regard and I'm very busy at home with the things that I love of homeschooling and homemaking and surrounded by beauty every day so it's it's just amazing life is so full there's so much goodness and beauty here and then so many challenges to just living a more rural life like we have to take our rubbish in every week down to the tip and we don't have bins that sit on the side of our house so it all just kind of sits and stores and we have to figure out systems for it and um yeah like we have to go buy gas bottles for our oven and our electricity is 10 times more expensive because of where we live and we don't have reception so if we can't contact people through wi-fi we can't contact people which we found this week because our toilet is was not sealed in properly and it was just like leaking this pooey liquid like every day and it just stunk and it was just so gross and it was over two weeks trying to get in contact with this plumber because we don't have reception here so it was funny i like left a voice message on his phone when i was in town one day and i was like anytime it's light hours just come to our house because we can't catch each other because we don't have reception anyway he showed up that afternoon which was such a blessing and did a smashing job um but yeah there's just like so many things like we live on in a very old handmade home where there's just um we found black mold everywhere so we've been trying to spend time cleaning that and been impacted in our health in that um and then we were trying to paint to seal this room of the kids and then that's a huge painting project for brad um to we like had to buy the different layers of paint and like Anyway, all of that goes without ripping out, like, pulling up all the carpet and putting out things and doing all that as a project. And then we found a dead rat in our wall because apparently this house is, like, ridden with rats in the walls, um, which is just, like, you know, country life, like, and a really old farmhouse life. Um, we have bats squeaking in our walls and that have flown in our house and, um, yeah, we just have mice all through our walls which we can't we don't actually see them which is great and none are in our house but one died in our wall so it's just stunk and then we're like what do we do and the landlord's like it's all good just leave it there and i'm like "Hmm, is it is it all good um and then um a few days later we found a rat had died in our car and apparently mice and rat go into your car because it's warm and then they build nests there and they chew at your wires and things So, um, yeah, it's actually an issue that people deal with. And Brad had to, like, spend over two hours pulling apart our whole dashboard to find this rat that was stuck dead in our car that was blowing through our aircon in this day that we had driven, like, probably three or four hours in the car. We're just breathing it in. So gross. And then my son got a cough that day. Anyway, so (laughs) all these little, like, country, like, things pop up of just, like, we can't just grab groceries and... Um, we have an IGA but like obviously it's very very expensive in town so I have to drive an hour and a half to get to um, just over an hour to get to the local Woolworths or Aldi there's so many things that it's just like wow you didn't think about this but um, it all is part of it Um, and lots of things that my husband needs to do as the man like with collecting firewood like so often, otherwise we actually can't keep warm. Like it's our only source of being warm and we get down to like zero degrees right now and we'll get down to like minus eight in the winter. So we're like learning how much effort it takes to go into our woods, cut down wood, bring it back to the shed, cut it into small pieces to fit into our um, oven. And then Brad went out today to get wood, but he came back an hour later being like, I've got no wood because the car got bogged in the mud and so I had to jack the car and then create this thing to get it out. And I'm only back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, so in the dark yet to go and get more wood while we're all having dinner. And um, anyway, I just like, it's just very interesting and um, amazing to be living this life. And um, I said to Brad this afternoon, I said like, are you okay, babe? Like you have like your like contracting work and then the business you're running and then you're trying to care for us and you've got all these like household jobs because we have this huge garden that Brad needs to like maintain in general and um, with like mowing and or-snippering, and then we have to prune all these trees and there's just so much to do out there there's like there's a lot of junk left all over our properties so we've got like we're just doing a lot of work all the time and he's like nah like like it's all good like it's all about like your perspective like this is a challenge, and it's good for you. And like, it's the only perspective you can have because if you choose to just go, oh, this is too much, it's too hard, then it's like, well, like, that's just not going to breathe, uh, birth any life into you. And I was like, yes, that is true. Like, I often just jump to the conclusion of like, oh, is this dumb? Is this too much? And then he's like, no, just be positive. Like, it makes you stronger. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> thanks, babe. Where would I be without you? Um, Anyway, so, this week specifically, alongside us having the recent realizations about mold and the rat and the toilet all occurring in the same two week span, um, we also had this huge tree branch fall down that was like meters, meters, meters long with all these branches. Like it would have killed our kids if they were out there under it. So, I'm so thankful. The kids weren't there. Um, that happened last week. And then this week, at the start of the week, our children got attacked by our honeybees. So this is what happened this week. That has borderized this rejoicing in all circumstances, talking about um maybe seasons that things seem harder. Our kids got attacked by our honeybees, um, which was very, very hectic and distressing for them um and so they were just scream crying for like over an hour with just pain from all the bites on their body um and then we were like let's just watch them see if they have any reactions and we were like oh that'll be fine and then Hayes in the night was like I'm feeling dizzy when she would stand up and she was like my neck's really aching and we're like okay we'll keep an eye on it and then she went to bed and then woke up vomiting and we were like hmm probably should take you to hospital you might be having a reaction to all of the bees So, um, yeah, so then Brad at, like, 7 p.m. had to, um, yeah, drive an hour and a half to get to the hospital and then was seen for a few minutes and they were like, it's a coincidence, they're fine. (laughs) Um, Drive all the way back and then got back around midnight. Um, And we were like, okay, like, praise God, like, I'm so glad she's fine. Very weird that all the kids got a tummy bug. So then they were up through the night that night and up through the next night with this tummy bug. Um, And then that next day, so two days later while they're having just a time bag thankfully she was the only one who vomited the other boys were just up through the night in pain um she uh noah my three-year-old son um ran into his bedroom and instantly started crying and chipped over the vacuum and split the middle part of his nose where it was like dangling like it wasn't joint anymore and we were like oh darn it this is gonna have to be like a hospital to fix it and so my husband goes off to the local health services, they're like, no, no, no you're gonna to have to drive an hour and a half to the main hospital in the city closest to us, and like get this dealt with properly. Um, so they go off at 3.30, they're not seen till 10.30 at night. Um, they're then told they need to sleep there, they get a bed at 10.45, um, which was, they had no beds left, so they just slept in like a GP office room. And then the next morning, they waited a few hours. We're told you'll have to come back the next day. They came home, um, and then he was told he needs to go on antibiotics for the next, like for the next week, um, because the surgeon's going to have to take extra time to see him and his wound. And um, that was super um, just frustrating for me because I just really don't lack antibiotics, and I'm very thankful to use them if I have an infection, but I really just don't appreciate the effects of them when it's just precautionary, so that was this huge challenge of, like, what do we do in that case? Um, And then um, they came home for that afternoon and night, and then we woke up at 4.30 in the morning to drive back to the city to get um, his operation done, and then he waited till 1pm to get it done and then he got it done and everything went perfect praise the lord it was like just a half an hour process but he had to be put to sleep um and just processing all the feels of that day his appointment was at 7 a.m so to wait till 1 p.m we like I went to the museum with Hazy and Noah uh, Kai and it was so much fun but just like caring for him and Brad as they just sat and waited in hospital and then just like me and Brad, like Brad called me after he left Noah in the operating room and we were like, oh, just like so hectic, like he's in there now, like you just released your son to these people just believing that they'll take care of him and he's under heavy medication and just so hectic. Anyway, God is so good and there was no complications and he came out and then um, he just had to stay in recovery for the rest of the afternoon and then we had dinner and got home from the city at like 9pm at night. So it was a really big day. Um, and then yesterday was the next day after that, um, and Brad pulled apart our car to get the rat out. The guy, the plumber came to fix the, um, toilet, all this on Mother's Day. And then, um, today Brad had the car bogged and, well, I was at the grocery shop this morning, so I had to drive again an hour, over an hour to get to the grocery shop to do a fortnight worth of groceries, because we just buy fortnightly, so we're not going every week. Um... Kai, my one and a half year old, stood up in the trolley and flipped his whole body out and smacked himself on the ground and it was this big incident, and everyone was watching. I had to an instrument port and I called Brad after and I was like, Brad, like our kids just keep getting hurt. Like this is just so hectic. Like, like what am I meant to be doing? Am I doing something wrong? Like I just like it just was just overwhelming. And he, of course, just reassured me and spoke all his truth into me, blah blah blah. Anyway, that is a sum up of kind of some of the stuff that's been going on in our good old country life. So, so much goodness. and We love being here. We love the lifestyle. We really feel like God's called us here, but it definitely has come with many challenges. And especially this week, facing a lot of just like random scenarios of our kids constantly going to hospital and everyone getting hurt and issues with the home and stuff like that. Which you may relate and go, Oh my gosh, I've also had a crazy season or you might be like, Well that that is not what I am facing. You are too much drama for me. I don't know. I honestly don't usually love drama. I just wanna share some of the truth bombs that I feel like God's been speaking to me about through this time and through these trials because I know that if I faced almost all of these things a year, a two years, three years, four years, five years ago, I would not be the person I am today and I would feel very lost and very just like so overwhelmed like literally the fact of even having all this black mold in my house like I remember when Hayes was born we had huge mold issues and I was consumed with it every single day I was like I could not think about anything else I just felt like her little lungs (laughs) when she was born was breathing all in and I found it so hard to just ground myself and trust and um yeah, just having all these little, like, things with, um, medication I don't believe in, or doctors or whatever, um, would just overwhelm me so much, and I definitely had moments of overwhelm, like, um, especially with the doctors making the call for Noah without even, um, the surgeons made a decision to do a bigger operation on him than just gluing his nose, um, without, like, even coming and looking at him, and I just went on my little rants about, just industries that are corrupt and just the issues within the medical system, um, wanting to just chuck antibiotics at him and stuff like that. But it was honestly such an eye-opener to me in so many ways. And I just, and I'm going to share that with you, it's the point of this podcast, but um, I just am so thankful to God in times that are not only just hard, but where I am just failing, like getting frustrated and annoyed when, the only right perspective is to be so thankful that we have a medical system. It's just, it truly is such a gift in these times of need. But um, yeah, I just really feel like when I stumble so much and look back and go, gosh, God, like I really thought I had it more serious than that or like that I wouldn't have responded that way. It just is so humbling and I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Like thank you for constantly reminding me that I'm not great and that it's not about me and even when I think I've, overcome things or reach a certain place which we are all growing in the Lord and I cannot testify enough of how much God's done in my heart these last few months Um, when I have these moments of failing I just am so reminded that if you remove Jesus from me even at this state where I'm so much more maybe developed or strong I truly am nothing like I just need him and I need every bit of my fiber and being to trust him and give everything to him because he is the only strength. He is the only answer in all of these times. And I just, it's a beautiful reminder, but let's dive into some of the things that I learned from this time. And I really hope that this rambling can encourage you if you are facing any challenges in your life right now. So the first one I wanted to mention is obviously the title of this podcast, what it means to truly rejoice in all circumstances. So we all know this is a Bible verse, um, not just one. There's multiple verses throughout the word that says give thanks in all circumstances. Um, Pretty much it's encouraging you to have a cheerful and happy heart through all times because it is Christ who gives you strength. And also we don't live for this world, so we truly can find this tangible peace that takes us through the hardest times and the best times and we can rejoice in all things knowing that we have this just incredibly good God who is always going before us, behind us, next to us, making all things work for our good. Like He's just fantastic and I think the beauty of when we find him more and let go more and more and more of the things of this world, we really can rejoice because we see such a bigger picture. Anyway, With um, Noah, Noah and Brad had to wait a really long time in between being seen by doctors and his surgery and things like that. And my heart just really went out for them because they were just so bored sitting there waiting or fasting or whatever it was um, for the operation. And I just messaged Brad at one point. I was like, I'm just so sorry you guys are going through this. This is just really tricky because Noah's three and just active and tired um, and in pain. And Brad just texted me back one time and was like, it's all right, babe. Like, we rejoice in all circumstances. And I just loved that perspective so much because, like, there's so many thoughts that is offered on the table for you to think in those times. Um, And it really boosted me in my faith as I prayed. I really stood in faith when Noah first split his nose that um, it would just miraculously heal by the time they got to the 15 minutes to our closest town. Um, and that they would be like, oh, it's all good. We can just fix it. It's just going to heal on its own. I was like, no, you are going to be healed. Like, oh, you're so good, God. And I was just rejoicing in every fact and truth in the word that God is just simply so good. He is so for us. He is only the healer. Every story in the word just says is willing. He healed them all. He touched them. Everyone got healed. It is his nature. It is his way. He loves to be the healer. And I just pressed in so great. gets to our local town and brr, need to drive an hour and a half. And I'm like, that's okay, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That he's just going to go straight in. It's going to be really easy. And they're just going to glue his nose and blah, blah. And then they're waiting like seven hours that night to be seen. And then it's like... Oh, like it was really an interesting journey for me because for the first night while I was waiting and then they had to sleep, like Brad slept on the floor of the hospital in that room and Noah was just like kind of buffeted by blankets on this GP checkup desk bed thing. Um, I was just really inspired by Brad's perspective of being like, even when things fall through and don't look the way that we expect desire or even think God would want it to be, Because God only is goodness. He loves us. He'd only want the best for us. He can do anything. He can just heal miraculously. Even if those things aren't coming to pass what is my perspective in that moment? And I was just so challenged in that because it's so easy, as we all know, it's so easy to rejoice when everything's looking good. It's so easy to think, wow, look at them in their farm life and that girl, like she feeds chickens every day and wow, like it just be so easy for them to address in the Lord because they're surrounded by nature and everything's just beautiful and they get to homeschool and, and sit by the fire and read books and everything's so nice and blah, blah, blah. But when you're not only struck with things that are challenging and outside of the normal. And then even when you're standing in faith for certain things that then don't come through, how do you respond to that? Because my natural perspective, if I'm really with a very pure, joyful heart standing in faith for something, and I truly believe it's the will of God and I go, Lord, your word says all I need is a mustard seed. I definitely have a mustard seed right now. (laughs) This mountain should move. I totally believe it. And there are beautiful times where God does come through. Like I stood in the same faith for Hayes when she went to hospital. And then the doctor said, it's fine, it's a coincidence. She came home, everything perfectly normal. Praise the Lord, so good. Thank you for the faith. Thank you, Lord, that you honor faith. You came through, so good. Then we know when this happens. When I heard the news the next morning, I was like really just standing. Like every trial that popped up with that, I was like, doesn't matter, God's gonna come through. God's gonna bring a new good thing. And then Brad calls me the next morning and he's like, babe not great news like we have to come home drive back tomorrow morning Noah has to be seen by a plastic surgeon he has to go under and he has to be on antibiotics I was like every every bit of rejoicing that I was able to hold on to all afternoon all night fully just shattered in a moment and I just was like no like that is not what I want to happen in the circumstance and I you might be listening to this being like you're ridiculous Ellie it was great that he was helped which it is I'm trying to share this story not because Noah went through so much hardship he actually was taken care of in an amazing way um to have all this be available to him but this was a struggle for me personally so you'll have your own things that you struggle with maybe you'll struggle with this too but what I'm trying to bring forth is when a circumstance comes before you that makes you feel really unsafe uneasy and just just kind of lost in what you have faith in and what you trust in and um, I would naturally go into a very um, rational mind, which I did for a few hours, and I thought through all the processes and, like, do we even go ahead with the operation? And do I agree with what the surgeon's made a decision with? And do we give any books? Do we not? And just was trying to be Noah's protector and try and control the situation to keep him as safe and taken care of as I could. And I went down spirals of feeling frustrated and... Um, just kind of emotional and doing the whole thing where I stand for my rights and go, This is just dumb. Like I completely had faith and now father, I just don't even understand what am I meant to think? What does faith even mean? What is what is healing and just go down those little rabbit holes? Um, not because Noah was in severe danger, he was fine. It was just it just really challenged my mindset and my thoughts in that time. And so I was able to hold on to this beautiful rejoicing throughout the afternoon and night to the morning, expecting just favour and blessing and then just results that I didn't expect that were hard to process popped up. So in processing all of them, um, it really was great because I got to continually be challenged in what mindset am I going to have even when everything I think is meant to happen doesn't come through. Um, And how do I still see the good and see God and see his movement and his beauty and his love in this moment? And kind of instead of like standing so strong for something in faith and then it falling through, then being like, oh, well, then I'm just going to let go of all of my understanding of what faith is meant to mean or healing or choose to be frustrated or stand for my rights. It was a really great opportunity for me to process that each thing I can stand for in faith, regardless of if it's answered or not, I then can continue to choose faith for the next moment. So I can either get stuck in the annoyance of the previous moment or I can go, all right, God, I don't understand. I really believe it was your will for him to be healed, but I am going to have faith in you for the next moment because I know God is only pleased by faith. I know that what moves his heart more than anything is faith. I was reading in the word one of those mornings about the woman, um, I think it's Mary, who comes in and, is wiping Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears and pours, pours ointment on him. And then the Pharisees are like, why are you letting her touch you? If you knew what a sinner she was, you wouldn't let her touch you. And he's like, I've been in your house and you've not washed my feet and you've not um, given me oil for my head and like this woman has not stopped kissing me. And then he says to her, go in peace, your faith has saved you. And it just was the most beautiful reminder and I'm just like, wow, there's just something really special about faith that God really enjoys. And I think surrender is powerful and beautiful and meekness and trust is beautiful, but to actually believe for something good and great, to actually believe he's going to move and to believe that he's there and he hears and he cares is really special to his heart. Anyway, I was just inspired by that. And I was like, all right, Lord, like, How do I let go even more? Like, how do I actually allow this arrogance that has been built in me because of my years of hobby studying health and um, the medical system and all these things that I just really enjoy and kind of went into a rabbit hole a few years ago in. Um, I have so much of man's wisdom that now I'm at a point where it's actually stumbling me because rather than purely rejoicing in the truth in favor of God over my son. I'm getting so stumbled and lost in frustration towards antibiotics or um, procedures that I don't think are necessary for the type of cut he got or whatever it is. And I was like, Lord, like, although you are the healer and you love to heal and I gave as much faith as I believed I could with a pure heart in that circumstance, I know that right now it's not my role to come to a right conclusion to figure this out rationally to stand for my rights to get annoyed at certain things or people um and I really just came to this understanding of how much we get obsessed over self-preservation like it's an obsession of ours where we think that we are in wisdom or in rightness to completely obsess of how to keep ourselves safe um And in this circumstance, I was not in control. I was not with Nora at the hospital. I had to trust Brad's decisions. I just had to release this circumstance and release my little three-year-old son to what was going on with also, of course, me being able to make my own decisions. But I just didn't know. I didn't know enough if what he did need. And I had to release him and just trust and walk forward with God in what the current circumstances were. Um, And it was a really good, powerful situation for me to go through because it made me realize that natural man's knowledge can't save me. I can't save me. I can't save my son. I can't always know or understand what is right or what is going to be happening or how God will come through. But what I can do is continually do the role that I am given, which is to let go, surrender, trust God in all circumstances and choose to have a continual perspective of rejoicing and faith, no matter what that might look like. So once I had my little talk with God about how I was upset about the situation, and then got some counsel from some friends, I realized I really need to just go be with the Father, sit at his feet and let go, and totally let go. This is not worthy of all this pent up emotion that I'm feeling. So I went, sat with God, let go, felt so much better and was like, Lord, I need to do what my role is. We've been talking a lot about what is our role in marriage? What is our role as a mom? My role within Christianity and faith and life and Christ is not to get everything right, not to figure everything out, none of that. It's to just be his and to let go and to trust and release control and be loved to those around me. I was really inspired that when Brad and Noah came home, I, in my old self, would want to just stress to Brad back and forth, be like, should we do antibiotics, should we not, and I need to research, I need to figure out, and I need to figure out what the type of antibiotics they've given him, and I need to blah, 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 and just figure everything out and I was like I know that would stress my husband out so much and I wouldn't be able to be there for Nurit just to be a joyful comforting strength to him and so I was like before they get home I've got an hour and a half (laughs) to get my mind wrapped around this while taking care of Hazel and Kai which definitely was the most challenging part um to to just ground myself and be absolute love when they get home because that is more important in this circumstance right now than obsessing over what is right to do. Anyhow, we ended up going to Canberra. As I've said, we had I had an awesome day with Hazel and Noah, uh, Kai, and just continually was able to surrender Noah um, to God through that time, just trusting the Father to take care of him. And it was a great, great experience to come home with everyone at the end of the night and lie in bed and just be so thankful that our son is with us. God held him and kept him safe through all of that. Um, And yeah, God was able to give us wisdom with the antibiotics and the doctors gave us guidance. And it was just all really good. And we now have our beautiful healthy son running around playing with his brother and sister like normal, like nothing ever happened. And we live on for another day of more challenges, but more beauty. And I think that, yeah it is all worth it and these challenging times truly break us down and build us up to be the people we want to be. So although it is so challenging in the moment and we even can act in ways that seem like we're failing to ourselves or to God, I don't think he's too phased by it because he sees the bigger picture and he knows that through that realness and the authenticity of the battle and the fight is when we grow and we be who, like it enables us to grow and be who we meant us to be. Anyway, this was very um, long and tangent, but I really hope that it can encourage you in some way in just the messiness of facing real challenges, but seeing that that is actually worthwhile for what we are going after in truth of life. Um, which is really the whole heart of this podcast. So I'm just going to pray for all of us mamas now and um, I will catch you next week. Hopefully to talk to you all about homemaking because I'm reading the most amazing book right now that is inspiring me in all sorts of ways. Um, Jesus, thank you that you are amazing. You are always with us, always working on our behalf. And I just thank you that the dynamics of life that is so out of our control and so out of even what is right in our minds most of the time, you just are able to be there through every messy, weird, unsure circumstance that we ever go through. And I just praise you that you are creative and fun and interesting and you're just not a robot and you're not a genie, but you show up in your own way and you work in your own way. And so often when you may come, not come through in the way that we expect it's because you're coming through in a way that is so much more important and fundamental to all the people involved to teach and grow and rescue and truly heal and save you are amazing you are always faithful to who you are to your word lord god and i pray you just expand our minds and break arrogance so that we can truly see who you are in every circumstance especially the hard ones where everything might not make sense um You're awesome, and I just pray for a strengthening over all of us. I pray for a strengthening over me as I continue to face all the challenges of what country life bring, Um, but just strength for each mum, Like, as we all face all the many challenges of our children and um, the things that come with marriage and with finances, with living in this world and just all the things that can pop up, we just want to learn how to be so surrendered to you and truly not hold tightly to the things of this world or even our families and our children, but hold so tightly to you where the most important thing that matters is living a life with a heart that is just pleasurable to you. Um, And I thank you that you're able to do that through us just saying yes to you. You're such a kind God. You really have just made every way. So we love you, Lord. We thank you. And um, we just give ourselves to you in Jesus name. If you enjoyed tuning in today, subscribe here and connect with me over on Instagram where you can DM me or find my email as I'd love to connect deeper and pray with you.